welcome to Navigating with TIN from the Hospital Improvement Innovation Network team at the Iowa Healthcare Collaborative. My name is Dino Omerhadzik, and I'm the host of Navigating with TIN. Thanks for joining us, and I hope you learned something along the way. I have with me Chris. He is from the Medics at Home program in Council Bluffs. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. You want to go ahead and introduce yourself and talk about kind of what you guys have been doing? Sure. Well, I am a paramedic, like you said, with Medics at Home. been with this company for little over five years, and we have what we call our community paramedicine service, which has kind of two halves. The first half is seeing patients who are discharged from the hospital after being seen for CHF, COPD, and pneumonia. And we go in, we do our assessment within 36 hours of them being discharged, ask them a series of questions, just make sure that, you know, now that they're home, they have no questions, whether, you know, they have a new oxygen concentrator, nebulizer, they're able to get access to their medications, home health, whatever they need. We had a big issue with uh, readmissions and being able to get all these questions answered and get them answered before they turn into a bigger issue is helping to cut down on those readmissions. And then on the other half, we uh, also go into homes when patients are a participant of a local clinic and we do assessments in home. And if it's something that we can treat without having to transport them to the hospital, we can do that, which then saves them medical bills for, you know, an ED visit that may be unnecessary. So a lot of it is just keeping folks in their own home, which they appreciate. You know, no one really wants to go to the hospital and that just helped to cut down on those readmissions. Yeah, I think readmissions are a driving force right now, trying to cut down readmissions at all possible. In terms of collaboration of care, how do you target certain patients? Obviously, there's tons of patients that come in. How do you determine and prioritize uh, which patients as a paramedic that you actually visit in the home? Sure, sure. So when patients are seen in the hospital, we actually get referrals from what we call a health coach or a clinical care coordinator on patients who may be high risk at readmitting. And then again, it's only patients with COPD, CHF, and pneumonia. So it's more just the respiratory stuff that they have been admitted for. And then if the staff there deems them a potential high risk for readmissions, then they send us a referral. And then we get in touch with them and schedule a initial visit, like I said, 36 hours within discharge, and then another visit 10 days after that, just to make sure that they're maintaining or improving. When you look at the type of patients that you're going to, is there a certain population? Are we looking at a more elderly population? Are we looking at what is the spectrum of patients that you you visit as a paramedic in the? Sure, you know, surprisingly. As far as age demographics go, it's kind of scattered all over the map. We do have a lot, as you would assume, with elderly populations, but we have some that are in their 40s and 50s. You know, it's just it's just whoever the hospital deems, you know, whether it's a socioeconomic status or maybe they don't have, you know, the support system at home is less than ideal. Whoever it is that the uh, the staff there at the hospital deem high risk or are the ones that we are referred to to go visit. Great. So when when I think about this from my perspective, I'm just trying to kind of wrap my head around all the medics at home program. Are you in collaboration with numerous hospitals across the state or hospitals? Uh, how does that work? How does somebody get medics at home at their facility? And how do you start a program such as this? Yeah, so this was actually started by the owner of our company a few years ago, and he had just reached out to a bunch of different hospitals and 
the two that we are partnered with right now just kind of got in touch with him so that it was something that they'd be interested in. They saw the the perks, I guess you could say, of lowering their readmission numbers and then lowering the fines and the fees that they have for readmissions. So it was just kind of a, a blanket coverage and a few hospitals got back in touch with us and now we're just kind of going on with them. How have you, um, in terms of statistics, data and stuff like that, I'm assuming you guys are still, from what I've heard, doing a tremendous job with this whole program. Readmissions have lowered in the different hospitals you've been with, and how has Medics at Home helped with the quality of care for patients and for hospitals? Uh, Well, I know the baseline uh, readmission percentage that we would like to see go down is under 15%, and for a lot of those numbers, it's down at 12 so we're right. underneath um, the initial percentage that they wanted to see for for readmissions. And I think more importantly, it provides a lot of peace of mind for some of the patients. You know, we have folks that go home with equipment that they've never seen, they've never used before. And they, they realize that once they get home and start to use it, they have questions that they never knew they had. So us being able to, to go in there and answer questions on how to use their concentrator or their nebulizer, you know, when they wake up in the middle of the night with difficulty breathing, they know that they've been educated exactly on how to use it. And I think that that helps them ease a little bit. Absolutely. Another thing, what types of barriers are you seeing when you're going into these different homes and uh, places where people live? And maybe like cultural barriers, economic, socioeconomic barriers, stuff like that. How's that impacting what you do in your visits? Oh, you know, we, we, when we go in, we pretty much have a form or a sheet that we use and it says exactly the kind of questions to ask, uh, certain things to look for. So we try to make every visit the same. Obviously, a certain, you know, whether it's a language barrier or something like that would alter that. But we try to make it the same so that everyone is receiving the same level of care across the board. Great. And then barriers. What, what are some of the barriers that you've seen when you're going to some of these homes and, and visiting? Um, I think a lot of what we see is, um, you know, some people are just a little bit hesitant on allowing someone that they've never met into their home. Sure. Um, some people become maybe a little bit defensive because we also do an assessment on their home. One of the biggest causes of readmission are falls in the home. So when we point out, you know, rugs that could cause tripping hazards or cords or stuff like that that could cause tripping hazards, sometimes people can get a little bit defensive because we're poking out you know, in their minds, issues with their home. So just getting past what people may have perceived on us and just to let people know that we're there to help. We're not there to poke holes in how they're living or what their home looks like. We're just doing everything possible to keep them safely at home. Awesome. The program sounds amazing. And like I said in the beginning, readmissions are massive for hospitals trying to target who you're going to go to to lower these admissions. And I think I think your program definitely is something that is not only innovative, but also something that you don't necessarily think of when you think of an EMS or a, or a paramedic going to that mm-hmm. home and actually doing what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. And I think you guys should keep doing what you're doing because it's amazing everything that I've heard over here on my side, which is one of the reasons why I want to get it uh, from your perspective on what you do and, and, and everything like that. So when you're not doing these visits, what are you guys doing in terms of collaboration with hospitals and stuff like that? How are you going to those next steps? Are you giving them kind of reports? How does that look? Yeah, so each time we visit a patient, both for their 36-hour visit and for their 10-day visit, 
we write a full report and then that gets sent back to the health population coaches and then they disperse it to whoever they need. And it is kind of a, a detailed report on what we see, what we see with the patient, what we see with the home so that they are not left in the dark too. And if it, if we go to a home and it is an immediate concern, whether it's their living conditions or, you know, inability to afford their medications, we can call their clinical uh, health coaches immediately, let them know that, hey, we have an issue with this or we have a, a concern with this patient so that, they, that they're aware about that immediately. So, yeah. and then each month we have readmission meetings where we meet with some of the staff at the hospitals and we talk about certain patients that were readmitted and was there anything that we could have done differently or, you know, was it just one of those cases that some patients just readmit and there's really nothing that anyone can do about it, unfortunately. But yeah, we do everything possible to stay in touch with the hospitals, with the population coaches to keep these patients informed and to keep them informed as well. That's awesome. I think that collaboration of care is really important when we talk about quality and trying to not only reduce our readmissions, but provide better quality so that the readmissions don't happen in the first place. So you don't have to go out to these homes and do these assessments with these right. individuals that are. So I think that's the, that's the ultimate goal from what I'm getting out of all this is trying to get to that point where we don't even have to go and do these constant visits on to make sure mm-hmm. the home is and stuff like that. So, yeah. Is there anything else you want to add or anything, anything else that you want to advocate for in terms of the Medics at Home program? You know, I think we've had overwhelming support from the, from the hospitals that we have partnered with. And we also hear a lot of, you know, good things from the patients themselves. You know, after our 10-day visit, they tell us how much they appreciate us coming in especially the ones that have been hospitalized and discharged in the past. You know, they say that they wish they would have had this service years ago because it may have prevented other hospitalizations. So the support that we have gotten has been awesome. And this is something that we're going to do everything we can to keep on rolling with it because it, we seem to be doing a lot of good. Awesome. It's, it's a great program. And I'll be sure to get any, if you want me to add any information uh, to this podcast in the description, we can do that. If you have any links or more information for anyone that or a hospital system that would like to learn more about medics at home or anything like that, we can for sure put that in there. Chris, thanks a lot for joining me today. It's been great. I think the medics at home program, even though, when did this start? How long has this been going on? So the community of paramedicine program has been going on for between four and five years in its current, in its current status. Yep. So quite a, quite a while now. Yeah. Four or five years. Great. So I'll be sure to add in any additional information that Chris has into the description. So feel free to uh, reach out to me with any questions and I can make sure either Chris or I answer them for you guys. Chris, once again, thanks for being here. Thanks for everything you're doing. I think as this catches on, we are trying to figure out more innovative ways and approaches in not only dealing with readmissions, like we said, but improving the quality of care overall in our hospitals and clinics and things like that. So when yeah. when you when you were a paramedic, did you think you'd be doing stuff like this, or how does that work? Initially, no, no. Yeah. So so my initial background was I was a nine one one paramedic. Yeah. So your goal is to get the patient out of the home, stabilized, and off to the ER as quickly as possible. So the fact that we're keeping the patients in their home seems kind of backwards. But when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, you know, if you can prevent those unnecessary readmissions and those unnecessary you know ED visits, everyone wins. Yeah, being proactive, definitely. I think it, it, yep. it's great. Great. Well, Chris, thank you for everything you do and for your organization, Medics at Home. Really, really great work. 
Thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity to, to spread the good word.